Welcome to the Sunbeam Chats podcast, a conversation about business, entrepreneurship, women, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Arden Holman. Let's get started. another episode of Sunbeam Chats. Today's guest is Keith LeBan and we are talking about disruptive technology or disruptive innovation. Keith LeBan is a disruptive innovation specialist, educational technologist, a Ministry of Education ICT trainer and educator. He is the founder of Startle Mixed Reality, SoftDev Interactive and Microsoft MIEE. Startle is an innovative tech startup that specializes in mixed reality solutions which involve the cutting-edge fields of augmented and virtual reality, along with the latest in projection, holographic, web-based, and mobile technologies. Welcome, Keith. Hi, good day. Good day, good day. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is a very exciting topic, a very topical topic, I should say, because, you know, technology is is operating at, what is it, lightning speed, and everybody's sort of antsy. But for those in the tech space like yourself, I'm sure you're very excited with what's happening in the space. Yeah? Yes, of course. A lot of excitement and a lot of, you know, as you said, a lot of fears right now, but we'll get into that later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So, Keith, you are a disruptive innovation specialist. Tell us a bit more about yourself. How did you get into the field of tech? Okay, well, um, originally didn't was not... Probably for at least half of my life, I was not involved in, in tech at all. You know, um, when I did secondary school, information technology was not a subject on the syllabus. All right. Um, didn't have computers at the school or anything like that. So even when I did um, sixth form, this, this, they still did not have um, computers on the syllabus or anything like that. So I got into it. Well, I, I really started off in the medical field. All right. Okay. So in the medical lab, working in the Eric Williams Medical Sciences Complex Medical Lab. And the I was a, a medical lab tech. And so I was kind of following up that field work for many years and um, and had a conversation with a colleague of mine. And, you know, he was not he said, you know, he asked me, you know, what, what do you think I really want to do? Um, I said, well, you know, I. I like this field, but I heard that um, the field of computers is a nice field to get into, but a lot of people were telling me that that field was saturated. Imagine that, that they were saying that way back then, that was a saturated field. Wow. But I don't know if they get into it. Yeah, that was the talk um, back in the 90s and whatever it is. Um, so he decided, he said, well, you know, I, I'm thinking of really going into medicine and all that, you know, getting out of this field. So that, you know, you should probably try the computer field and see how it goes. So I said, well, okay. So I signed up for a, a, a course, Information Technology Associate Degree. And then after that, I um, I signed up for a full degree and all that after that. And uh, eventually, well, I eventually moved out of the medical field and I, and I started to work at a school, right? Trinity College East, where I'm at now. And, uh, and they wanted I to teach so I started to work there as a teacher. And then that's really how I the, the ball, you know, started to roll and, and then got 
deeper and deeper into tech. And that's how I really got into technology. Yeah, excellent. My little conversation, just decided to try it. And I decided that it was really appealing for me. And then, you know, I like the education aspect. You know, I do a lot of soft educational software and all that and interactive with students. And then, you know, into the um, to the other um, innovative areas of IT now. Yeah, big lesson there. Because sometimes you, I mean, if you had listened to that person, like you would not even be in the field today. And at, back then it wasn't saturated. I mean, perhaps it is now. But if you had not, I mean, if you had listened to him, you would really have missed out, I think, on, you know, getting into yeah. a space now, yeah? Yeah, because I had a, because, you know, people were now starting to sign up for you for computer science and all that. And they said, you know, a lot of people signing up. Because even now I would tell students, you know, it's not saturated, it'll never be saturated. Yeah. You know, um, this is the field to get into. The tech is the field to get into right now. So yeah. it will never be saturated. 100%. So talking about tech, um, the, the you know, this episode is entitled Disruptive Technology. Um and it has been doing research. Obviously, this type of innovation has happened years ago. How would you describe that in terms of for the layman? What is disruptive innovation slash technology? Yeah, disruptive innovation is any technology or any innovation that uh, profoundly changes the way in which something something is done. So things like virtual reality and all that has the ability to be a disruptive technology in that Imagine going to work, but instead of actually physically going to work, staying at home and feeling that you're actually, actually at work because you're interacting with the virtual environment and you're doing stuff as if you are in the virtual, as if you are at work, but you're not like looking on a screen on Zoom or anything like that, but you're actually interacting. You're going to meet your colleagues, you're walking to the lunchroom, you know, whatever it is, actually profoundly change in the way which anything is done so um any technology that does that for example uber was a disruptive technology also yeah because work as some to public transport and taxis and all that and then the mere fact that you could now um have these private individuals actually you know doing that job and um you know having it so efficiently run and and yeah. you could just want to up and and Get a car, you know, that was that profoundly changed and everything respect yes. to that uh, industry. I'm thinking about Air, Airbnb as well. That also yes. changed the industry with tourism and, and hotels and so and so forth, guest houses, yeah. Yep, mm. yep, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Excellent. So as you mentioned, you're an educator. For someone mm-hmm. looking to get into the career in tech, you know, you did some formal training. And I think that's required, yes. Um also Primarily, what is the mindset one needs to have to be in the field and to thrive now in the field of tech? Yes, well, one main thing is that you need to embrace the the concept that you always will have to learn something new. Tech is, is a field that is always dynamic. You know, within a few months, within a few weeks, something could become obsolete. So it's not like, you know, how you would go and study something like physics or chemistry and things in that field, you, know, you might have some additions to it, but it will not profoundly change within a few years or whatever it is, tech. So you, you always have to know that you will have to always upskill yourself. You always will need to go and do some more studies, you know, pursue something new, take a new direction in the tech industry. So you need to make sure and embrace that um, concept that you would have to continually upskill and uh, 
and that's the, that's the main thing that you would need to to keep in mind um mm-hmm. also need to you know um read a lot read a lot of uh, online material go and read the latest tech news and all that in order to keep yourself updated with the latest technologies yeah you know yeah. you have to know the you have to have your finger on the pulse of the industry if you want to continue to be cutting edge yeah for sure and we'll talk a little bit more about that before but i think it, that is happening for all of these but especially in the tech field which is really i think leading the charge in that regard so we're talking a little bit now about the startup which is your uh, company you're the founder of startle an innovative yeah. tech startup what was the inspiration and intention for the company okay so it's a um it's a augmented and virtual reality company so the the, the concept of it so the tagline for the company is um so it's startle and it's augmented virtual reality solutions but it's the uh virtual solutions for the real world so to think about okay the real world as we know it you know what we could perceive as being real through our senses and all that but having virtual solutions incorporated within the real world so um the whole ability in fact what really got me into that area i remember online at some point and i saw a chinese company they did something fascinated where they had uh, um a anime character seemingly on a physical table and singing a, a, a some kind of song i was fascinated with how they got this thing to look like it's on the table it look it looks like it's real time you know, and this character is on this table and that, that really blew my mind. I thought that that was really cool. I said, you know, doing something like that and actually being able to um, incorporate that in education and all that. So I started to investigate it. I found out, okay, the name of that stuff was augmented reality, where you could take virtual elements and have it incorporated in the real world and seeming as if the virtual stuff is in the real world, right? Kind of fooling your senses. Yeah. So in order to do that, you need to have some kind of device. So you're looking through either a camera of a phone or some kind of AR headset or something like that. So so that initial initially sparked the idea that hey, look, this is some this is something that is really cool. I could get into it. And doing more studies in the area, and then Microsoft came along with a competition. Um, they 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 all, every year they had these um, Microsoft competitions. Microsoft Education was fully involved in the region. And um, well, be, me being a Microsoft educator myself, so I, I did a solution where um, I got to represent the Caribbean because the found was really fascinating, where we could have virtual field trips. So, mm. for example, if students wanted to like see volcanoes or whatever it is, you don't actually have to go to a country where a volcano. You could just have these triggers, like, for example, like pieces of paper with the with a trigger image on it and then when you look at it it looks like if you have a volcano on the table or in your hand or something like that yeah and use the microsoft connect which is used with the xbox we use that we use software on our laptop so, so in in that was a good few years ago um you know the tech and the phones wasn't as good yeah if it was as good you would we'd have been able to do it with a smartphone but we weren't able to so we did it using computers and um i went to uh, Microsoft Global Forum in Barcelona and showcased that and they were quite fascinated with that whole concept of uh, you know wow. having this stuff and you know and 
strangely enough, a year after that, Microsoft came out with their augmented reality headset called the HoloLens. So probably there, <laughs> I gave them. <laughs> Perhaps, yes. <laughs> I would never know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so. I mean, um, you know, Keith, wonderful stuff and congratulations. And, you know, again, looking at the trajectory, how you started off not being in the field, getting into the field, you know, your your mindset of keep learning and trying things, you started the company. And I often think that, you know, starting your own space company or project on the side, it gives you that um, sort of like playground, right? I mean, yeah. it's business to continually learn, right? And offer yeah. the service to, to clients and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Definitely. Good stuff. We yeah. imagine had it to even use it at school where you could take um well we refined it when we refined to get this to do the startle platform where yeah. um you know well Carib used it too but for promotion and Digicel also. Where so in school what we did is we uh we, we used the school monogram as a trigger. So so you, you you could take your phone and you could scan a student monogram image on their shirt and you would get the principal given latest announcements and whatever it is that it has to do so you'll see like coming out from your shield pocket yeah so that was that was cool excellent great stuff Keith. great stuff Keith. and especially being in the in the space of you know education and, and building up that capacity with the youths in that space wonderful so uh we're talking about change we're, we're talking about the speed at which it happens in the tech space for individuals and companies what is your message to them right now? Because still people are resistant, you know, and, and we'll talk about, you know, the next question, some of the new technologies. What happens if people don't adapt and they change as it relates to what the new tech that is coming? Well, for sure, um, you would definitely become obsolete. Yes. Okay, because the the pace at which tech is changing right now, it's, it's very fast. For example, um, we had a, we have a, a a metric that we would use in the tech industry is that um, they call it Moore's law, all right. And every eighteen every eighteen months, the the technology is said to double. So processing speed would double, um, the amount of memory capacity and support for devices will double. You know, every eighteen months or so, it is shown that that would that that's a that's a proven concept. Yeah. But now, um, especially in the field of artificial intelligence, that's completely blown out of the water right now. So right now, um, they propose every year it was going times 10. So 10 times the ability in within 10 years. So wow. it's much, much faster right now. And it's only going to move even faster as the technologies come up. So one in the tech space needs you you need to act you have to it's a it's important it's, it's it is imperative that you constantly learn mm. and finger on the pulse as i said and um and get in with the latest technologies especially the area of artificial intelligence yeah and, and the thing is it's not just for people in the tech space the tech is coming as you know and in every field. So I'm in marketing, I'm in advertising. And, you know, if I don't adapt and grow and learn, which is what I'm doing by having you on the podcast as well, that I can become obsolete in terms of my profession. So yes. shifting gears now to talk about exactly that, you know, mm -hmm. we have some of the latest tech now and robotics, which has been around for a while. But in t again, the speed and width within which it's coming, uh, mm -hmm. we're talking about chatbots, you know, chat GPT. 
What are your thoughts, though, on the ethical aspects and concerns that people may have about using this type of ne- technology, which mm-hmm. we need to have for growth and change, but managing that with, you know, this concern that it would remove or reduce the human workforce? Yes, it, it will. It will definitely make a big change with respect to the human workforce. You know, um, in fact, that a lot of the the tech leaders for some of those um, AI companies, um, people like Elon Musk, um, uh, the the OpenAI um, CEO Sam, yeah, Altman, Sam. Mm-hmm. they were they they actually advocating for what you call uh, a universal universal general stipend but the general stipend because of the knowledge that ai is gonna take over many many jobs so at some point many humans may not actually have a job so you need to have a universal stipend for them to be able to carry on and also those that are working with ai will have so much free time because the ai will do a lot of the work you know that um you know, you would probably need to have a stipend also and so that you could go and do whatever else you want to go and do. Yes. You know, it's, um, it's, it's definitely a technology that's going to make a whole lot of changes. You know, with the launch of ChatGPT last year, um, November, you know, we have the, a lot of schools went straight off and, and well, universities away and banned, and they banned it, but a lot of them revoked the ban because, you know, it's like, saying that you're banning a smartphone and, and right. realizing this is here to stay. But no, question yeah. though, mm-hmm. on that point, and this is, a, this is a good thing I wanted to ask, because I use ChatGP and I often wonder, even for me ethically, not I mean mm-hmm. in work, so I'm, I'm using it with, you know, within certain mm-hmm. parameters. What happens in the school setting mm-hmm. with, with ChatGPT? Yeah, I have a funny story. So... Um, I do well with a lot of students, you know, a lot of them, most of the time they would come anytime they have free time and come to the lab or whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and have a chat. So, you know, one of them would tell, uh, he was telling me that, um, you know, in class, in English class today, um, one of his, one of his friends, the, the teacher called him out in front of the class and said, students, listen to this essay, listen to this essay. This is perfect. This is what I've been telling you all. This is what you need to write. <laughs> Right, and he read out this fantastic essay. I had all the different things that you need to have in the essay. Wow, and um, you know, a lot of accolades from the teacher and whatever it is. And you know, and and, and, and what he was telling me is that you know, he just was chatting straight off to, to write this essay, and the teacher didn't even know but that this was a few months ago before the teacher really had an idea that you know, yeah. students would all start these things first, you know, they would get into mm-hmm. it. So, um, so yeah, so. It really is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's But do you accept it in your school though? I mean, yes, how? We, yes, okay. we do we accept it because, um, teachers, well, I've been, um, also, well, we have, we have to have some more training. Right. And I think you also have to have guardrails as it were, right? Like how yeah. you use it. Yes. Yes. Well, the students would, they would definitely use it with their assignments and so forth at home. Even in programming, you know, it, it does coding, you know, straight off coding and all that, and you wouldn't be able to know. Um, but um, there are also a lot of nice um, AI products out there now mm-hmm. that like, you would have, um, like Turnitin. 
yes. where you could take the copy and paste the, the material, put it into the AI detectors, and it will say, well, what percentage of this it's it's suggesting that that came up that was actually generated by AI. Okay. And so I told them, okay, so teachers need to use that together with knowing the student. So it's kind of like, you know, teach it's it's teachers just have to change the way in which they, they do things. So yeah. for example, use that AI detector, it will say, okay, look, it's a 90% probability that this is was generated by AI. And then in addition, as a teacher, you should know the capacities of your student. Yeah. You can't when you are passing <laughs> And all the all the assignments before you could barely write a sentence. Exactly. So, you know, to get all the AI detector, <laughs> you will be able to know what you are doing. Yeah. Um, if, that, if it's like an online exam straight off, well, you know you need to have um, certain websites blocked. So you'll okay. have to have some kind of software to lock down the browser, probably prevent you from going to ChatGPT or any of those other AI sites. To be able to generate answers because in that case in a live exam is online yes yeah. yeah. you know they could, they could cheat that way also excellent um so the question so right so it's being used in school and and the, and what has to happen is you know universities um schools have to look at what guardrails and the things they put in place to be able to manage that the question mm-hmm. of and i think I, I don't want it to be lost on people the fact that you have to embrace it because if mm-hmm. you don't you will be not eliminated, but you will be left behind. And I think coming from Tech Beach, that was very clear to me. And I had some, you know, concerns about using, you know, especially ChatGPT and certain things. But after mm-hmm. the session, I, I understand how to use it. And um, yes. so, so yes, thoughts on that? Yes, well, definitely. I was, um, I spoke at the, um, at something the the accounting association um, ICAT had recently, yes. and um, I was always telling them, you know, if you want to use ChatGPT, you need to get into the subject area called PE. So they said, well, why should we get into physical education? We not uh, into that prompt, prompting. Yes, the prompt engineering. <laughs> yes. I'm sure they probably spoke about that in the in the tech feature in case they're gonna be oh, using yes. ChatGPT or any um. Um, large language model, yes. you know, in into the prompt engineering. So, for example, if in case I want to find out some information about how a computer works, and I say, well, tell me how a computer works, and it might have some sort of answer there, but might might not be truly suitable. But if in case I add to the prompt, okay, I am a IT teacher and I teach at a secondary school, and my students are, are between this age and that age, yes. and I would like to know how to explain to them in that at their level how a computer works and context. This. Yes, mm-hmm. give it a great context, and then you get a real good response. So, prompt engineering is definitely an important skill to achieve. And uh, I was seeing online also that um, you know a lot of companies they starting to pay a lot, you know, for for, for prompt engineers so- who would come to the company and actually be experts in that area yeah so good point because that's the next thing so while and we see that that's mm-hmm. what you know disruptive technology is so while one job or field becomes mm-hmm. perhaps more extinct or at least mm-hmm. you know you have mm-hmm. other jobs opening up and that's what people i think need to be mindful of and the mm-hmm. thing that also struck me at, at tech beach as well you know mm-hmm. it being the most recent space was the the mm-hmm actual new job descriptions you know before you would have seen oh, okay engineer this that 
um, mm-hmm. you know, marketing manager, you're seeing things like engagement lead. They're different, you know, mm-hmm. titles and, and, and careers that's open up, opening up because of technology. And so I think that's a good thing as well. Yes, because, you know, the, the saying now is um, um, AI wouldn't just wouldn't take all the jobs, but persons using AI will take it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, Keith, this is such a great conversation. I feel as though um, we need a more, a longer time to have a conversation. But as we wrap up, you know, where can we find you? You know, your educator and just really if people would like to have you on a panel because you, again, very insightful, this conversation and informative. So where can we find you in terms of your services? Well, you could find uh, many places. So uh, straight off um, at Keith Laban all over the place so youtube facebook um linkedin instagram tiktok is at kitlaban so yes. very easy and even email is at kitlaban at gmail.com yes. um also startle we also have startle reality startle reality is the um is the also facebook and instagram and and tiktok and um there's also an educational website called 21stcentryict.com um, at that website, I have a lot of um, educational products that uh, we developed and for use in secondary school. So persons could always go and check it out and see if, you know, something is useful for their, their, their children. Yeah, excellent. So as again, thank you so much. Any final words you want to say for people for the technology space and how they can view tech for the future? All right. So... In the future, make sure that um, always be on the pulse. Look at um, stations that you might not typically look at. Look at Bloomberg Technology. You know, it's a great um, a yes. great program on, on Bloomberg Channel. You could go online, look at it. Go on YouTube. Just just go and look at the latest um, tech news. You'll always get stuff coming up with artificial intelligence. So any latest tech that is coming out. You know, because probably AI will be superseded with something even greater, who knows, later on. Yeah. And you would need to know about it. So te- getting on those tech tech websites and on tech on YouTube and all that, and even on cable is important. And, um, and always have an open mind and have the ability to constantly learn. Yeah. Well, well said, Keith. And thank you again so much for coming on. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Okay, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. This has been Sunbeam Chats with Arlene Hallman. Be sure to download the podcast for more great inspiring stories. And don't forget, follow Sunbeam Chats on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time. And remember, keep shining and thriving.